The following episode of TOEFOP is rated M.A. It may contain Batman references, time travel references, sexual references, lost trains of thought, and mild coarse language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15 or anyone who enjoys succinct, coherent conversation that might actually have a point. Minors must be accompanied by a parent, guardian, or priest. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space. That's awesome. Is it a gritty reboot? We've been talking about Batman, like usual. <laughs> World was a It's free, you know. I traveled through time. Totally. Totally. That's sexual. Happy nights. For you on a lazy Susan. It's a total fact. fact. The father of Bart and the holy toast. Fire up the fucking flux capacitor. Let's get guns. <laughs> now this is Tofop. Everyone relax. This is Tofop. I'm Charlie Clawson. Uh, I am Will Anderson. And we are back in the uh, pod cave for the first time in a very long time. Yeah. Uh, the Dirty Disgusting Pod Cave. I'm liking this. Like, I'm liking Tofop sort of coming back for, like, special episodes. I kind of feel like when um, Angel left Buffy, but occasionally he would come back and do an episode, and you was like, oh, it's the old team. Yeah. Right, yeah. And it's all, all, all like I've been watching uh, The Flash, which I've really been enjoying, and occasionally, like, the Arrow just, Green like, arrow. just yeah. rocks in. Yeah, yeah. like, hey, <laughs> you're also in this world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You used to be together. Right. But it is also because we've got the two weird timelines. It would almost be like Christian Bale started making appearances in Gotham. Ah, oh, right. Yeah. Right, yeah. You know, so in the same universe. You're like, it is, hang on. Yeah. How is he a little kid and he's also grown up? <laughs> Have you been watching Gotham, by the way? Um, I watched one episode and didn't like it. And so I stopped. The first episode? I don't know. Because the first episode is not, it's certainly not the best of the series. I would say that. Uh, it, look, I'm not saying it's, it's getting better. That's what I would say. Yeah. Like, there was a shitty episode a couple of weeks ago when they introduced Harvey Dent, which I thought was really fucking shit. Um, but uh, apart from that, I've actually quite, I've been quite enjoying it. But I don't, here's the thing that you don't need. You don't need every fucking character who's going to be in it later, in to, it now. Yeah, to just establish Oh, really? Them. Catwoman saw the fucking murder of his parents? Oh, really? Yeah, and now they're living in the same house together. Huh. And he's got a crush on her as a child. Huh. And by the way, but how, how dumb gonna... is Gordon when every time he goes over to Wayne Manor in this version, fucking young Bruce Wayne is talking about Matt. He's like, he's talking about who murdered his parents. He's timing how long he can fucking hold his breath underwater. <laughs> he's learning to fight. <laughs> he's constantly doing all these. Oh, who, who do you reckon this weird vigilante with unlimited resources yeah. is? Is it that kid? <laughs> the kid that's like, talks like this for some reason. <laughs> Yeah, practicing disguised voices. Yeah, but you know what? Apparently, that would be good if they did early episodes and he was trying out different voices. Well, be, no, be great. So in the first one, it's like Batman with the squeedish, sweet. Well, where is she? No, the, the episode would uh, be the one where his balls drop. So he's talking like a little kid, and then he's like, <laughs> yeah, you ever, "Hey, where's Rachel? Where's Rachel? Where is she? Oh my god, my little boy's all grown up." <laughs> no, I haven't seen it, but you know, I haven't seen. I don't actually, we've talked about this before, I don't, I, I, I don't watch a lot of television. I, don't, I just don't feel like, I mean, you've found a way to work it into your working day where you can watch and write or do whatever you need to do. I can't do that. Like, right. for me, television is reward, like sit down at the end of the day and put it on. And I, there's just too many shows. Like, it's hard enough for me to keep up with Game of Thrones and what's the other show I watch? <laughs> I think it's just Game of Thrones. No, something. You're like my dad else. when he didn't realise that um, 
uh, Blue Healers was a different show, The Flying Doctors. <laughs> <laughs> like, my dad only watched one show, which was The Flying Doctors. And then, like, a couple of years later, he was watching Blue Healers. And, like, it, it, there was just this moment where he was kind of like, when did they stop flying planes? <laughs> <laughs> and solving crimes. That's so great. Yeah. It's a really confusing opening titles. <laughs> Blue Healers, is that a type of uh, light engine plane? I think my dad never really was quite into all that. He'd just kind of, like, sit down after the cricket or whatever and, like, all the footy or whatever would it be. Yeah. Probably the cricket, I guess, being because it was on Channel Nine, right? Blue Hills. I oh, was seven. Is seven. that seven? So it must have been like the the footy, probably then. Yeah. And like you know, he'd watch watch something afterwards and mm. the Blue Healers, Flying <laughs> Doctors. It, it's kind of weird um, that with that, it's weird they haven't rebooted the Flying Doctors. Yeah, because that was actually a fucking great idea for a TV show. Like for th- those who don't know, in Australia we have a Flying Doctors uh, service, like for remote areas, and that's a cool concept. My, sis- I think. my, my sister was a spokesperson for the Flying Doctors when she. Uh, I'm pretty sure we've talked about this. She uh, she had a motorbike accident in right. WA, broke her back on a remote beach. Her like boyfriend, Batman. yeah. Oh she, my god, no, your sister's yeah, Batman. That's right. Then she got taken to a well in right. a, a country of indiscriminate origin. Yeah, Bane knocked her off a motorcycle. <laughs> and then, <laughs> uh, no, but she um, she broke her back. Was in this remote location, and oh shit, sorry, I've managed to tangle my foot right. in the cord. Uh, and if it wasn't for the flying doctors, like she would have died because. They were camping. They were nowhere near, nowhere accessible by hospital, and certainly not if you had like a spinal injury. But um, yeah, she became the the face of the of the flying doctors. There was this. This is quite a tragic story. So I'm not I'm not laughing at the details of it. But when you know when you hear a news report and like the more things they say, the more the story makes sense. There was this person who had uh, very unfortunately uh, fallen off the cliff and I think to their death while camping. Yeah. And like so, the police have gone. Uh, yeah, the police have warned people to not camp by the edge of cliffs. Uh, you know, particularly in the dark. And then the next sentence was particularly when you've been drinking. And you're like, I know I shouldn't be laughing at this, but somebody's just going, you know what we should do? Get drunk and camp on a cliff. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're right. There's no way that could ever go wrong. You fucking idiots. <laughs> you, you don't camp. No. No. Man, I think camping is an insult to evolution. <laughs> like, we've moved beyond that. Yeah. Like, you're essentially doing something that, like, we've 85%, worked so hard to get away from. 85% of the world still have to do. Yeah. Yeah, I but mean, what about that? I mean, it's like, oh, you know what I'm going to do on the weekend? I'm so stressed with my big city life. I'm just going to go and get a bowler. <laughs> I just like to meet someone from Doctors Without Borders. I uh, I like the idea of camping. I like the outdoors, but I don't like the idea. When was of... the last time you went camping? Oh fuck. Uh, I can't even remember. It's yeah, right. Ago. Teenager, I reckon. Oh, uh, did Probably. you? Did you? Oh, not... what, does music festival count? <laughs> no. <laughs> Mate, it's just as dangerous as camping out in the bush. There's that time fucking... I went to Burning Man <laughs> and it uh, cost me $35,000 because I stayed in one of those Silicon Valley <laughs> tents. Um, I went with like uh, our mates, um, Mary Lou and Anya and Vaughan and those guys. Did you go camping Seal that Rocks, time? no. We were conscientious objectors to that whole movement. Yeah. It's just, I mean, look. I'm not in. No her. offense. It was, main, I was, the it was mainly because a friend of ours right. is notorious for busting out a guitar at a campfire, and I was like, I don't need that. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I was in charge of my my job on that trip was a to complain about camping mm. and say that and tell people that we could have been having the same amount of fun in a luxury hotel room <laughs> that I was happy to pay for, <laughs> and if they wanted to light a fire in the middle of that fucking luxury hotel room, then I was fine with that. <laughs> and then when my mate played guitar, I could just go and have a shower or something. <laughs> 
Um, but uh, there was one night where like the footy final, I think it was rugby league grand final weekend. And so we went down to local RSL and uh, watched the rugby league. And that was me. I was the leader. I was like, let's go back to civilization. <laughs> How long were you camping for? Just a weekend, right? Yeah, it was just a weekend. I reckon I could do a weekend. I mean, Gemma brought it up uh, recently out of the blue because we've never really been that into it. But then she was like, oh, why don't we, uh, for this Christmas, why don't we just go for a road trip and go camping? And I'm like, because that would suck. Right. I don't want to do that. I, actually, you know what? As I get older, I'm, I, I kind of, I, I, I can see the appeal again now. Uh, I, for- I get it for, like philosophically. It's just, I'm sure, you know what? Hang on. Maybe that's not true. Maybe I just need to do it. The, uh, I think that if something goes wrong, I'm going to hate it and I can't get away from it. That's my fear. Well, that, that, that's camping. Yeah. That's literally what camping is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, that's my thing as well. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm happy to like, yeah, rough it. For, I mean, my hips hurt these days, so I'd want a comfortable mattress. Yeah. I could get an air mattress though. Yeah. You know, I've got an air mattress in the spare room. You slept on it. I could, I could camp like when it's not too, like in spring. I couldn't camp in summer or winter. Right. Not anything where it's going to minimize if the elements. only it's perfect conditions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dry. <laughs> and the tent is in my house. Yeah. I'll I can, camp in my backyard. I can happily pitch a tent in the backyard. <laughs> and then just like when I need to go to the toilet or have a shower or go inside for snacks, I can do that. Yeah. I, my dad My dad used to take us camping. And he was quite, he was still the generation that, you know, lived in the city, but still had enough knowledge of the bush that he, you know, could do things like make a fire right. and knew how to like cook and feed magpie, uh, feed uh, cookies. He used to do this thing. <laughs> that's what you need to do when you're camping. Feed magpies. His, my dad's big trick was that he would put one of the paper plates on his head and he would rest a chop on it and stand, and the cookabars would fly down and take the chop off his head. Every time we went camping, that was my dad's fucking show-stopping number. As opposed to the rest of your modern friends who just want to get off their chops yeah. while they go camping. <laughs> the bush doof. Yeah, he got under the chop. Yeah, that was your dad's version. Yeah. He, was, he was ahead of his time. Um, uh, yeah, no, I can see the appeal. I can see the appeal now. I think as I get older, there's a part of me now. I think even particularly with this uh, like year on the road, where I feel like I've tapped more into my spirit of adventure again. Mm. Like I was uh, telling Justin uh, what, when I was in uh, Dallas just a week ago, I um, was staying in the comedian condo. Now, normally I don't stay in the comedian condo. Normally I get a hotel. That's the level that I'm at. You know, the, but in this place, the comedian condo is the closest place that you can stay. And I thought, oh, well, fuck it. I can stay in the comedian what, condo. Is it a pre-appointed comedian condo? Right. So the venue, what normally happens is the venue, if the venue is not near somewhere that has a hotel. So I did it one time in Denver as well. One of their venues, the place where it's at, yeah. there's just no hotels there. Yeah. So it'd be really inconvenient like to have to travel to where the hotels are. So there's a condo block like an apartment block and they just have bought an apartment and all the comedians who come and like you know headline at their club stay a week in that yeah. in that apartment and the one in denver is really nice it's in this i did it at christmas it's in this like building that has like fresh cookies in the foyer every night like i i would walk to the gym grab a cookie and then walk back from the gym and have another cookie <laughs> yeah. they knew who they had on their books i'm sorry this is a, this is a fa- fascinating story i'm looking at your hair and you know what I'm thinking? Like, if what? you let that hair grow out, like, long, uh-huh. and let it go grey, you will be the spitting image of Doc Brown. <laughs> I am going to grow into that look. You are going to look yeah. like... You're going to look like Doc Brown. You need to start, like, investigating time travel. Buy DeLorean, please. I've been investigating time travel for a while, Charlie. <laughs> don't, 
Don't think that I haven't. 1.21 gigawatts. No, you know what? Like, you know, people were making fun of Jaden Smith the other day for that tweet about, you know, like the, that he can control time because sometimes a minute seems like a year and a year. But I honestly kind of believe that's kind of where my perspective on time is. That's kind of one of the themes of Interstellar. This is no spoilers, but yeah, because they're going to a different place in a different time zone where time moves differently. It's really a time travel movie well, in some ways. Time is only linear because we perceive it that way. Right. Isn't the theory And because that... we're all in the same place as well. Yes. So like the minute even one of us who perceives things the way we perceive us goes into space where time operates at a different, like, you know, yeah. it just literally operates differently. Yeah. Then... That is time travel. Yeah, that is time travel. Yeah. Like, there are people on this earth who have time traveled. Astronauts have time traveled. Mm. Still not. So, take that, people. <laughs> Still not. Uh, it's not. We're not open for tourism yet, though. Like, that, we're a long way away right. from actually. Well, the, you know what? You could probably, Well, if you could transport matter, if there's some way that you could deconstruct and reconstruct matter with the, yeah. same, uh, with the same brain. Yeah. Then it might be it might be possible. That's that's what I'm going to invent. I'm going to invent that, and then I'm going to call it "Nothing Else Matters." It's going to be my. Tr- I'm going to get like I'm going to get Metallica to do the theme song for my business. Metallica won't sell out. They're not into money. No, they're going to buy in. <laughs> they're going to buy in on my startup. Yeah. They're going to be my major investor. That's going to be their proviso. Yeah. I don't want to call it "Nothing Else Matters," but then they come on board with the big bucks. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, you know that's, what? Fuck yeah. it. It's like when uh, Microsoft got Start Me Up from. Uh, the Rolling, Rolling Stones. Stones, yeah. Yeah. Did oh. you know? I um. Oh, it's a good. We can plug. Uh, I have. Uh, I have an offshoot podcast starting soon. Uh, that's awesome with Charlie Clawson, and I just had my first guest on. I don't want to spoil who it is, but they told me this little tidbit that I didn't know. You know the McDonald's theme. I'm loving it. Dun, 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 dun. Yep. Did that Justin Timberlake wrote that? Hang on. What did he write? The 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 song I'm loving it is a McDonald's sponsored pop track. But hang on, how long does the song go for? Is it just, I'm loving it? No, no, I don't think he wrote the jingle. I think it's a, it's a full-length song, and they've just taken the sting dun, 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 and licensed it. Out of a, So hang on. did all right, I don't have all the information. <laughs> this may be a toe-fop fact. Well, let's speculate. Well, it's a that's awesome fact. From, from what you understand, do you think that they commissioned Justin Timberlake to write the yes. song? From, what, the, from the implication was that McDonald's and Justin Timberlake collaborated on a song, uh-huh. which... Not only he would release, but they would also license. So it's like a co-sharing. And then he said that Nelly has also recorded a song for Nike, which is literally a song about how much he loves Nikes that was released as a single. Because we we're talking about the future of marketing and branded content. And he was, and I was, because he was saying, "Oh, Home and Away would be a great vehicle for that." And I said, "No, because it stands out. Like you can't suddenly have you know Brax getting into a Hyundai and saying, what a great car,' you know." But he was saying, of course you can. And yeah. just look well, you at- could have him stealing one. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. they're a surf gang, right? You yeah. could be like, hey guys, um, we're gonna we're gonna steal some cars to raise some money for our surf you know, yeah. gang adventures. <laughs> but please only get Hyundai's. Yeah. Because as far as we can tell, they have the best parts <laughs> and the resale value on those things. Well, you think about something like <laughs> James Bond movies mm. and they're walking right. billboards yep. he has an Amiga watch Hugo Boss suits drives an Aston Martin they have but that is a character tailored towards right. uh, product placement yep. whereas I think not every film I mean especially not like drama like talky drama it's much easier to do it if it's like you know Transformers or something action packed with okay. objects of course it is uh, 
Uh, did you know that Hasbro are thinking about buying DreamWorks? Hasbro, the toy company, Transformers, have they made that all that much sort of money stuff. That they can? Yep. Wow. And but because they basically want to make perfectly integrated toy movies yeah. now. Well, that would well, that makes sense. That's like I mean that's what cartoons in the eighties were. Right. It's just the next gen of that. So um, a couple of things on this. I've I've made some notes on the blackboard. Uh, the first one, uh, which I, I didn't get right the whole way through, but I know what that says. Is um, I watched uh, Justin and Kathleen and I after our show in Kalgoorlie last night, Sunday night in Kalgoorlie. But it's only like nine o'clock, you know. The so- Paris of the West. Right. Yeah, it's known. <laughs> Actually, really fucking fun show, by the way. Like, you never know when you go to a place like that, you know, how it's going to be received and if they're going to... Because I hadn't been to Kalgoorlie for maybe six years and my style has changed a lot and I'm doing a lot more personal stuff now and I'm like, will people kind of dig what I'm doing? Fucking great crowd. Really got the jokes. But it's nine o'clock on a Sunday night and we're like, well, we should... So we go back to the hotel and the good people at the hotel have given me this fucking... Like, it's probably bigger than... It's as big as my house, I reckon. My, like... My apartment. The, the really? Family. Yeah. Well, there's two bedrooms, like my yeah. house. There's a bathroom, like a spa or a big walk-in shower, like a big balcony. Was this one of the whorehouses they'd uh, made available to you? Right. Like, literally, <laughs> it could have been. Yeah. But you would be paying big money, and you would be like, oh, I would need four or five horse. <laughs> All right. Like, let's, start, let's start negotiating. <laughs> right. Oh, you're doing the half half dozen horse? Oh, well, you'll need the big room. Yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> Will's here. He's picking up a six-pack. <laughs> <laughs> that would that's the code that's how they the yeah, guys can go pack. out with their wife I was just gonna go and get a six pack yeah. love <laughs> two why, bedroom apartment why every time you get a six pack do we lose seven thousand dollars from our bank account it's okay we're in Kalgoorlie look there's just gold I, I knew there. Western Australia was expensive but bloody hell so um, uh, we wanted to do something so we went back to the hotel room they've got 24 hour room service really nice food mm. so we thought oh fuck it we'll just order like everything on the menu we'll sit around and just flip through the tv channels and just be silly you know i mean it was just like one of those nights the, the venue had sent me a bottle of champagne so we thought we'll crack the bottle of champagne enjoy the after show and literally we're just flipping through tv one of my favorite things to do is i will flip through the tv channel and then you say stop like you know on the networks and you have to fuck the next person that that is on the network i like it that can pass i'm gonna say an hour and a half yeah yeah <laughs> But after a while, we started looking through TV shows and we started watching a few things. We watched the finale of Have You Been Paying Attention, the Working Dog show. And I'm certainly not here to criticize Working Dog because they've made some fucking amazing things and one of the most successful group of people in. But they had the premise at that one, which I can't imagine they wanted to do, right? And this is why I'm talking about it, I guess. They were all the contestants. Have you seen that show? Basically, uh, it's, it's a... That's a news... It's a news quiz show of the events of last yeah, week. Yeah. Okay. So a di- guy called Tom Gleisner, who's a very, very funny guy. Aussie um, fast bowler? Uh, yep. Yeah. No, Tom Gleason's the Aussie fast bowler. He was Warwick Todd. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, 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 Tom Gleisner. Yeah. Sorry. So Tom Gleisner, not Tom Gleason. Yeah. Oh, they both have cricket characters. Yeah. <laughs> so confusing. TGs. Uh, so uh, Mick Malloy was on... Um, Michaela Bainus was on like there was a whole bunch of like Ig Cavalier was on the show yep. uh, Sam Pang who's very funny who I think is fantastic who I Sam Pang Wang Wang I like yeah, Sam Pang Wang Wang uh, so like but they, at the start they were all playing for a certain sponsor and they would get points on how often they could incorporate the sponsor and even though they were all doing it in a really funny way by the end of it you were like this is horrible I don't want my comedy in my ch-. like 
I get that you've probably been told you've had to do this and you thought, and well, it's executed it in a funny yeah, way. Yeah. And I think they did their best, but I don't want shows to be that. Yeah. So like you're saying, there are some things that it's appropriate for yeah. and some things where it just doesn't work. But you it, know, we, well, do you, how do you feel about it on podcasts? Like when Kevin Smith does his like live read, I always find it really funny. Like I will always listen to a new one. I will only listen once, but I'll listen to a new one because it feels like an extension of the podcast. I will tell you two things I reckon about that. Firstly, I tend to listen to podcasts just straight through. Mm. I'm the guy that, like, you know, I don't skip through things. I don't, like, you know, if the ad comes on, I think, oh, well, A, I understand it's podcasting. You're doing it for free. This is your fucking ad. And normally the people who try to do it in a fun way, you know. Yeah. But either way, I'm like, it's not even worth me skipping through, right? Yeah. So I think the Smodcast ads are probably the funniest ones. They do them really, really well. Yeah. But here's what I will say. I don't think I enjoy Smodcast as much as I used to because even though I don't resent the ads, it just breaks it up really? in that little way that just no, I mean, and I, maybe ninety percent as much as I used to. Not not you know this has ruined it for me. Yeah. But there's just something about being enveloped in that world and in that momentum and in that fucking moment that you just get cut out of a little. Good Newsweek, which was another Australian news quiz show, was a good example of that. It used to be on the ABC. And I did it heaps when I was on the ABC and then it went to Channel 10. And people would always say to me, it was heaps funny when it was on the ABC. I know for sure the first two years when they were at 10 were when you were recording them in the room, the funniest versions of those shows I ever did. They had extra money, extra writers. They had these huge crowds. You had an hour instead of your half an hour. They were great shows. But... The minute you broke them up with advertising, yeah, when you watched it, you lost up, you oh, lost the flow of the thing. Now, I'm not saying it's a big thing, yeah, but certainly from my point of view, from what like with Tofop and Fofop and stuff, mm. I what I would love to do is, however, we can make this financial. And people have been really supportive with like buying tickets to things and come and seeing shows and yeah. buying the t-shirts and stuff. And we've got a new one coming out for Thanksgiving Yeah, because uh, Angela is having a big Thanksgiving sale. So there'll be a new Tofop t-shirt that James oh, awesome. has just done. A Get A Tea Baggers t-shirt. So you can kind of imagine that, because uh, I always say Get A Tea Baggers when... Oh, right. And so you can imagine what he's Why? doing with the two of us. Ah. So... Oh, God. Yeah. Anyway. So, <laughs> I'm on a family-friendly show. No, no, it's not. Okay. Oh, okay. It'll be right. fine. Obviously, where my mind went is more indicative of who the kind of person I am than James yeah. Fosdar. No, no, they're being dunked in a, in tea. Okay. <laughs> not someone's willing gob. <laughs> yes, it's our Let's Get Charlie Sack t-shirt. <laughs> um, I, I like, I think keeping the podcast, like, without that stuff... I still think I prefer podcasts that don't have advertising. Yeah. That's what I would say. Oh, I agree. I agree. But I think I very quickly I very quickly just accepted that that was... I mean, it was always on the wall of the road. It was always going to happen. Wall. But I will fast forward. Like, Joe Rogan does, like, eight to nine minutes of... And it's only his own products he's selling mm. at the start of the show, but I'll skip to that. Mark Marin just does his intro. I'll skip that. Like, get straight to the podcast. But I don't... It doesn't bother me. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Right. And they've got to pay bills. But it's not like... I've, I don't think I like the shows any less for having to do that. I mean, even the plugs that I do, often like when I start the plugs, you know, at the end of the podcast for like shows and stuff, the podcast will go another 30 minutes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like anyone who switches off go, oh, well, this is the plugs. You're yeah. like, oh, no, no. The plugs will be in there somewhere. But Yeah. But I don't mind. I, I, just, I guess it just depends on... It depends on what you're listening to it for. Like 
I can understand, you know, Good News Week or Have You Been Paying Attention, the ads breaking the rhythm, because it's a comedy show, whereas the Smogcast, although it's comedy, is conversational. So for me, it doesn't break the rhythm as much as it breaks it for you, because to me, it's just more of Scott and uh, and Kevin, like, talking shit. And, I mean, he's just very funny, and Scott is a great foil. Like, did you? they, they did this one ad that still, in my mind, stands up as one of the best like Smodcast bits of all time mm. where I can't remember what the product was, but it was like, it was, it was like a, a, a guard you put on your phone. It was like a fly grip. Right. And it was, the, and it was this thing you put on your phone to stop you dropping it, you know, help you grip your phone. And Kevin goes on this rant about like fly grip is so strong that you can be out in the water and it's made from shark skin. You can latch into a shark, ride that fucking shark into the beach. Girls are waving their tops. The greatest thing in the world. And then Scott's gone, uh, fly, grip, fly the Grip does not endorse this uh, use of Fly Grip. <laughs> oh, I think if you could find a sponsor who were willing to let you do whatever you wanted. Yeah. Then but I, they all seem to. I think there's still like, I mean, if you listen, like the, you'll hear the square space script yeah. or the you know, structure of what they need you to hit. Yeah. But if I, if they if you just had someone who said, one of the best ones is um, uh, the Scarborough, the Sklar Brothers, um, their uh, podcast, Scarborough Country and Scarborough County. It's a fucking um, shit thing to say. They they do one for uh, Cards Against Humanity, mm. and the way they the read at the start, like, and they do it like pretty similar. It's like uh, Cards of Against Humanity, uh, Cards Against Humanity are a sponsor of the show. <laughs> They've told us they don't want us to read an ad, but I'm going to tell you this anyway. You know, my wife bought this thing and blah, blah, blah. And they tell her like a personal, mm. actual anecdote. Yeah. But if we wanted, to, if there was a sponsor who wanted to come on and say, hey, this podcast is brought to you by blah, blah, blah. And they don't want us to actually do a plug. I think people would feel friendly towards that, that sponsor, product. right? Yeah. Well, it's all about, I mean, audiences are so, so sophisticated now, selling to people. That's why branded content and integrated uh, content is so big now. Like reality shows... They are the perfect vehicle, especially lifestyle shows, for selling cars, um, you know, furniture, clothing. Like they're walking billboards. Yet it's still entertaining. Like no. I don't resent the show for for doing that. Advertisers, if we were- oh, mate, Top Chef, like Top Chef is like. Well, they have to put something in a glad bag, so it might as well be a glad bag. Yeah. They have to drive to the supermarket. They might as well drive in there. Well, there's always that odd episode <laughs> on a reality show where it's like they come into the house and like, hey, guys, we've got the right. new Hyundai i45 for you to drive. And it's like, whoa. And it's like, this has nothing to do with renovating a house. Right. <laughs> Going for a fucking drive on a Sunday in the new i45. <laughs> I Okay, so here's um, uh, what I was going to say about that integrated content sort of idea. I... Certainly no, because I'm about to, speaking of new podcasts, I'm going to bring Willosophy back eventually, um, and I want to do a... Mm, is it power play, is it? <laughs> I wanted to. I've got some good no, ones up my sleeve. I just haven't had... Anyway, it's been a bit of a nightmare, but I don't, I'm not going to talk about this now. But I'm going to come up with a separate... I think it needs its own website. Yeah. And I, when I thought, well, who am I going to... How am I going to do the website? All I thought is, you know what? I'm going to do a Squarespace website. Oh, yeah. Because they support podcasts. And that was in my head. I was like, not because of the ad, not be, but like, but literally because. Well, you know what? Squarespace are people who support what it is I do. No, it's a good idea. Then you know what? I'm going to get a fucking Squarespace. So yeah. I think it does work. So you uh, have been turning down uh, potential endorsements from them to endorse them for free, right? <laughs> I don't but, know. I don't like your business model. <laughs> no, it's not a good business model. But I've invented time travel, so it's going to work out. Uh, speaking the Doc Brown hair thing, yeah, I wanted to go back to that because I 
one. Doc Brown or 1920s boxer? I, yes, it does happen. You're right. It you look like happen. the villain from Cinderella Man. I mean, just for the record, I had a cap on and I took it off. Yeah, but it's so really, this is hat hair. It's, it's almost sideshow bobbish. I had no idea it was so wavy. Like, yeah. it's really. What's curly, my hair, naturally? You fucking freak. <laughs> it really so, is a spring in its But no, but I love that because I've still got a good set of hair and it's curly and I can't wait to ease in a Doc Brown look. Oh, yeah. I've always thought that I will eventually become. Big head and eccentric. Yeah. That's my path. Yeah. Like, you know, this is what I'm like at 40. There's yeah. no way that at 70, I'm not going to be some crazy guy with big Walking hair around. yelling conspiracy theories. Yeah, yeah. Loud Hawaiian right. shirts. Right? Straw hats, socks and sandals. I could see that. A lot of fucking theories about shit. Yeah, definitely. You'll be just something. Yeah, you'll be the guy on the public transport muttering into himself. Right. But you don't take buses. Let's, let's I mean, yeah. You'll be the guy in the back. <laughs> you'll be in the guy of your, of your private limo muttering to yourself. I'll be the guy in my private plane yeah. <laughs> muttering to the flight attendant <laughs> I employ. <laughs> I'd like another drink, please. That's funny. Just remember what we've got. Uh, I want to talk about uh, John Oliver because we were just we had a little break, and uh, I. Just for an ad. That's where we would have had an ad. Are you going to play the uh, elevator music? Oh, no, that's only for Googling. Things. Only when we're looking stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> got to keep this, uh, yeah, we've got to keep it fucking Consistent. original. OG, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is episode uh, 98 of TOEFOP. Uh, so we were two episodes away from the 100th. Uh, we were discussing- Who's a batsman who took a long time to get his first century? Oh, yeah, right. someone who was famously dismissed on 98, 99, 99? Uh, I know, well, Ricky Ponting in his first test got out for 99. Right. Uh, but no, there, there's definitely some examples of what you're talking about. Yeah. Like the person who took a long time to get their first test century. Maybe yeah. Steve Waugh. Right. I know in his first stint in the, the test team, Steve Waugh. So you're Waugh, saying we're the Steve Waugh of podcasting. I like it. I would love to say the that. Iceman. Yeah. And then we just like fucking heck all other podcasts. Yeah, that's right. Mental disintegration. You rushed your hundred episodes. Like what? Yeah. Actually, what the fuck, Marin? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. How about that, mate? Exactly. We've just, yeah. been, we've, just been, we've just been playing like defensive shots for the last kind right. of- like, Year and a half. Right. <laughs> <laughs> haven't they, we haven't taken one swing. Yeah, basically, you know what we are. Actually, we are one of those cricketers who went quite well up until they got into like the nervous eighties. Yeah, yeah, and then slowed down, and then just was like, and just like heaps like of they were gonna get <laughs> Yeah, like it took them ages to get to the hundred. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. They've gone to lunch twice. Right. Yeah. There's been <laughs> two a days. Delay. <laughs> yeah. it's like, People are like, actually, we really want to declare the innings, but... Oh, man, what if we go out on 99? Oh. The we have an argument in the next podcast and go out on 99. Or you just get another show. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, we don't play by home and away's rules. <laughs> uh, I wanted to talk about John Oliver because we were just talking about John Oliver uh, while we were having our break. And uh, I saw John Oliver the other night uh, when Justin and uh, I were watching that television. Uh, we got on to the Love Guru. Have you ever seen the Mike Myers film, The Love Guru? No. Uh, now, famously, The Love Guru. I mean, I know what it is. I remember the. it had the greatest review of any movie I've ever read, of any, like any review. All the review said was, if shit got The Love Guru on it, shit would wipe it off. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, Peter Travers' Rolling Stone. <laughs> we, we tuned in about, I guess it was probably only about 45 minutes ago or something like that. Uh, so I can't say what it was like up until that point. Mm. But in the first two minutes, we saw Jim Gaffigan, like one of the biggest comedians in the entire world, Ben Kingsley, an Oscar-winning actor, Justin Timberlake is in that film. Jessica Alba. 
Jessica Alba is in that film. Mm. Stephen Colbert is wow. in that film. And John Oliver is wow. in that film. There is a scene. Stephen Colbert and John Oliver, the two greatest modern-day satirists of our like era, are both in The Love Guru, the movie that if shit got The Love Guru. <laughs> yeah. It's a good point, actually, isn't it? Right. When you think about like, you know, because sometimes you will take on a job or you're offered a job and you're like, well, you know, you have the best intentions, but then it turns out not to be that great. Right. And it is easy to think that your career is I mean, is it's gonna- never happened to me, but I've heard <laughs> that that's what happens. I make good choices. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting to see if you would name something. <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> you know you could be making millions doing actual radio, right? But you're in a podcast where you're like, I don't want to do ads. That'll be selling out this no, free no, thing. No, no, I, I want to do ads. I just don't want to get paid for it. That's what you're telling me. <laughs> yeah, I want to do free ads. <laughs> Genius uh, businessman, Will Anderson. Yeah, you've told me you've taken over Tofop's finances and I almost killed myself. Uh, uh, yeah, but it's amazing that you would could be in a piece of shit and, and think, and they probably did think, oh my God, like why did I take that? But it doesn't matter in the end, especially nowadays. People forget turkeys a lot faster than they used to. Right. Like you can be in shit. I mean, Ben Affleck is back. You know what I mean? And yeah. people like are happy to have him back. Like, I think, would you say generally? Jim like, Carrey. When was the last time Jim Carrey yeah. did anything that people enjoyed? Dumb but people Dumber, still seem to Dumb enjoy it. Dumb and Dumber 2 made almost $40 million in its opening weekend. How? I don't know. I imagine it's terrible. Yeah, I don't think the reviews have been that good, but it's like, you know what it was? It's just like a nostalgia. It was like the Pixies reforming. It was right. a nostalgia tour. <laughs> it's like... Oh, no, it's more. It's like Monty Python. No, if it was like the Pixies or Monty Python, they would have come back but just made the same movie. But that's like, what like they've done, older- apparently. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm saying. They've come out wearing the same wardrobe with the same... I mean, it's slightly... No, but they should have got Gus Van Sant to direct it. Oh, yeah, like, like a, a, or Lars von, Lars von like- Trier. Just a really depressing film about this, how it's actually, we all live a stagnant life. It's two fucking nothing morons changes. and nothing changes. Yeah. It's like it's like a Camus novel. It's like the guy, yeah. you know, rolling the fucking ball up the fucking hill. It it's is like quite a, ex- existential right, because... Dumb and dumber. Because the, the outs, in The Outsider, that character is like, un- he almost like unable to, he just does not interact with the world. Like right. he observes in this cold. Dumb and Dumber, they act like idiots. It's like they don't relate right. to the world around them. They don't seem to understand. And they're doing and the same thing. people are offended by their behavior. Over and over. And over again. Maybe day. Dumb and Dumber is the greatest existentialist <laughs> bit of cinema ever created. I would created. love if the Farrelly brothers one day revealed that all their films yeah. are homages to like classic literature. Which- like there's something about Mary as like a cla- what, what what was that? That's a story about a like a a uh, nerdy guy who love. like. So I guess it's about what is the message of that film? It's essentially that there is that she's the most perfect woman alive. She right. loves sport, eats hot dogs, is gorgeous, you know, friendly, funny, great sense of humor, and this one guy humiliated himself. He had. It's about redemption. It's about it's just, yeah. It's a redemption story. Yeah, it's a redemption story. He fucked up when he was a teenager with the most perfect girl alive. And now, you know, he wins her back. Fuck. So it's... Well, it's 8 Mile. Oh, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't all classics. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I have no interest in g- going to see Dumb and Dumber 2. I could not think of anything that... I, I, and I, I was on the plane and I had the option of watching Blended. 
Oh, the Adam, Adam Sandler. Sandler thing, and I was like, Adam you know Sandler what? gets a holiday in Africa. Is I, that what it's? I think finally I've cured yourself, cured myself of having to watch every single thing that Adam Sandler. Does. I yeah. I, I watched Happy Gilmore again the other night, and I was like, they should make a Happy Gilmore too. That is still a fucking. I movie. had for some reason I had really fond memories of Little Nicky, and it was on Foxtel, and I recorded yeah. it, and I watched it. And it was like, what the fuck was I thinking? Like this, on no level is this entertaining. This is like beyond bad I, people will get mad when I say this but I honestly believe that he's only ever made two entirely watchable movies which is Happy Gilmore and The Wedding Singer I think that what Billy Madison's got some really good bits in Punch there Punch Drunk Love I like Punch oh okay Three. He, but his movies okay like he acted in that yeah, movie but big, all the others are Big his Daddy movies. Big Daddy is fun yeah but not not like entirely but, watchable What's the most unwatchable part? Or the schmaltzy... There's plenty of stuff in Big Daddy that's unwatchable. Or that you would... Like, you're just like, oh, God, do I have to really sit through this to get to the bit that... You know? Yeah. Yeah, there's some schmaltz. There's some heavy schmaltz. But there's still a lot of kind of funny Adam Sandler stuff. I mean... That's how much we forgive him, though. Like, anyone else who had produced that much fucking shit work, (laughs) we would, like... They wouldn't be able to make movies anymore. But Adam Sandler, we just have this thing where we just, like, nah, all right. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the, uh, I mean, it's kind of like the Hey Hey It's Saturday kind of thing, isn't it? Like, you loved it when you were a kid, and you kind of like think it's a bit shit when you're an adult, but there's a kind of goodwill, there's an amount of goodwill that has been built up with He it. has made a lot of money off our general goodwill to He him. got us at the right age, he that's did, what it is. He? he got us at uh, an age where, like, it was so, I mean, I think of high school and Adam Sandler played a huge part of the comedy albums and and uh, Billy Madison, like all my friends can quote Billy Madison. Right. So it is, he's been living off my nostalgia for 20 years. You son of a bitch. You fucking nostalgia vampire. Stop drinking my nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that turned ugly really quick. Charlie, come down. Finally, people say, oh, that, that's why the podcast has to end before we get to 100. Because fucking Sandler's lawyers get onto us. Because he's like big time. He could fuck us up. Yeah. I mean, why even make films at that stage, you know? When he's obviously got to the point where he's like, I want to book a holiday for me and my friends. Yeah. I guess that's it. I guess that's like, <laughs> that's his version of camping. But he may has enough money that he could book a holiday with him and his friends. Right, but he's like, well... But why a holiday you didn't pay for is a better why would holiday. I, you... Why would I spend my money when yeah. someone else is willing to spend their money? And possibly make me more money. It'll make me more money. <laughs> You're I right. Mean, that is the dumbest... I would like to said. go on a holiday with my friends that will make me more money that I don't have to spend on my next holiday because I'll also just make a movie about going on a holiday with my friends. By the way, <laughs> I'm Adam Sandler. You know what? Why would I try harder? Like, do you mean... This is working perfectly. I'm nailing this, and I don't need to give a shit. Like, seriously. I mean, that's a good point. Mm. Like, maybe he gets it. Maybe it's a fucking Buddhist thing, you know what I mean? Like, he's, he's outsmarted like, all of us. He's got the work-life balancing right. He, he's like, how much money do you need? You know, he's that billionaire guy who quit his job because he want, his you know, daughter gave him a list of 100 things she'd missed or whatever, and he's like, I have enough money for the rest of my life. Why don't I just hang out with my daughter and yeah. enjoy my life. Like, yeah. maybe that's what Sandler is. Maybe he fucking gets it. Maybe he's like our fucking Dalai Lama. So he's not even doing it for the money. He's just doing what makes him happy, which is hanging out with his mates, mates. in beautiful holiday locations. And then just get more and money. getting paid for it. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean... There's a reason his, we have him on our poster. That's his version of podcasting. I'd never thought of it, but when I look at that yeah. Tofop poster, the original right. Last Supper poster... Uh-huh. If we take the religious metaphor further, right. and all of them are apostles, like Adam Sandler is, well, I don't know what, like 
Peter. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's our man. Fucking yeah. Sandler. That's amazing. I mean, he would make our life story into a really shit movie. <laughs> he's he's he wouldn't he doesn't do. Like, why is Rob Snyder in our fucking so, story? Right, if you're Adam Sandler yeah. and you've just got, you've got this cycle of holiday money, we'll yeah. just call it. That's yeah. the cycle he's in: holiday yeah, money, holiday money. And then someone comes along like Paul Thomas Anderson. Uh, and by says, the way, I would love if he gets to the point where he, one of his movies is just called Holiday Money. <laughs> Adam Sandler's Holiday Money. Yeah, that's exactly what it should be called. Adam Sandler's in The Bahamas. Uh, is in. Uh, is in. Uh, oh, the Holiday Money series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So every year he just releases he picks like, a new holiday series. He's in Spain. In Isn't that, yeah. Holiday Money in space. Holiday Money. Yes. <laughs> Holiday Money, the Great Barrier Reef. Have you seen Adam Sandler's Holiday Money series? <laughs> and there's a really bad one. It's called Vacation Money in the US. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Territorial. But then, so you're making Holiday Money. And then why does he do the occasional indie? He doesn't, though. That's what, like, no, he, does. He, he did it early on. He's, hasn't he done one recently? He's, think, oh, he's done maybe. like two. He's, he's, right. But that's my point is like, that's like sort of indulgent shit you do when you're just making holiday money. Yeah. Some, but like, if you're really serious, like after Punch Drunk Love, I bet he got a lot of offers to do more serious, serious stuff because he was really good. Well, apparently, Tarant- and I bet people would love to put him in shit all the time. Because imagine if you put Adam Sandler in a like a serious role, you get. Yeah. I mean, look at the reviews Steve Carell's getting for fucking his new movie. Yeah. Like, he might win a fucking Oscar. You know, like the, the dude from The Office. BJ Novak? No. <laughs> Sorry, I, I thought BJ Novak because I'm thinking nice. The only reason I said BJ Novak is because I'm already, I'm already, I'd, I'd stopped listening to you and I'd started thinking about what I wanted to you say. You started to think about BJ Novak. Yeah, because you're the BJ Novak of this. BJ Novak is, is in Inglorious Bastards. Uh-huh. He is. That's true. And Quentin Tarantino apparently wanted Adam Sandler to play the Eli Roth role, the Bear Jew, the guy who executes oh, people with the yeah. baseball bat. And when I heard about that, I was like, oh, that would have been perfect. And then he could have casting. sung the Hanukkah song. <laughs> Hanukkah, Hanukkah. <laughs> yeah, he, maybe he's fucking nailed it. That's I've actually I've come right around to this. I'm right back. Oh, Jeeves Simpson, still not a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> As he bashed in Hitler's head. Yeah, yeah. This is I don't think this film is chronologically correct. <laughs> then Jaden Smith comes in like time can be a minute or like yeah. a long time and. Then I arrive from the future <laughs> to do an ad for some product that doesn't sponsor me. Um, yeah, I reckon that would have been awesome casting. And that would have been a role that maybe... Because, you know, that Hollywood loves a showy role. Like, you know, you come in, especially playing against type. Like right. like a comedian coming in doing a really heavy role. Even if it's even if it's only like three These or four chairs, scenes. These chairs, by the way, are way too squeaky for this podcast. Can people pick this up? Yeah, well, when I was listening back to it last time, they're very squeaky. And I've been moving around a lot, so I apologise for the squeak. Might have to get some pillows or something. <laughs> we should yeah, be just lying down. <laughs> what would anyone think if they opened the door and you and I were just lying flat on our backs on, mas- on mattresses, staring at the on ceiling? Mass- what were you going to say then? Um, <laughs> sorry. On, on Matthew Perry. Here's oh, sorry, what, uh, mattresses. Here's what we are. Here's what we do. We get a tent. We put it in the backyard. <laughs> we put an air mattress in the tent. We put the microphones like hanging. On stands above us. And so we just we, lie on our backs. It's our, and then the podcast is a camping podcast. Yeah, excellent. 
And we can even glue those little glow-in-the-dark stars under the roof of the tent so we don't... And we can get a sponsorship from a camping supplies. Raise Tent City. Raise Come tent see what we got. Furniture, barbecues, furniture, we got the lot. Tofop. See, now you're getting into this thing of plugging but, things yeah. that don't sponsor us. Raise Tent City. Raise Tent City Do they even have that in Tofop. Sydney? Do they have that in Sydney? Raise Tent City? Oh, look, you can be specific. Yeah. Maybe they'll open a franchise when... You know, well, I've enjoyed this ride of being on Tofop. But I enjoy the ride in my brand new Audi so much more. Hello? <laughs> Audi? That was an ad. Give me an Audi. You know, I enjoy this podcast, uh, Charlie, yeah. but you know what I enjoy more than the ride of this podcast? What? The ride on Anna Kendrick we will have on our honeymoon. Anna Kendrick, are you listening? <laughs> Is that how it works? I don't think so. so. Then that's how it works. I've been watching the. Sorry, I that was I couldn't quite get there with that. But <laughs> I, you think? We all know what happened. Anna so, Kendrick, right? Is she your crush? Your yeah, current crush? My current of crush. course, I could. I could have. To, I could have told you that before you told me that. Yeah. I think I know the kind of chicks you have crushes on, and Anna Kendrick is definitely one of them. Definitely one of them. Um, the number one one at the moment. Uh, to the point where I w- have watched the uh, Pitch Perfect uh, 2 trailer, I'm going to say 10 times. I like the first Pitch Perfect. I I'm love, proud to say it. I have it on my computer. I think it's a very good film. It's very subversive. But this one, the trailer, I thought looked pox. I worry that... Like, that first one was just lightning in a bottle. It just all fucking worked. Mm. Like I can, That's one of those films that I can watch back from start to finish and enjoy every moment of it. I just think they really fucking did a good job in making that film. Yeah. And I think when you go back to a film like that, that was lightning in a bottle, that you can run the risk. Even a bit like Dumb and Dumber. Like Dumb and Dumber is a movie that really shouldn't have fucking worked. Yeah. You know, Jeff Daniels, that's who's in it, right? Jeff Daniels. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Daniels got paid. Okay. I'll make you guess. How much do you think that Jeff Daniels got paid for Dumb and Dumber? $350,000. That's a pretty good guess. <laughs> but it is even less than that. And I know you went low because you were like, well, clearly it's got to be a low number, right? Uh, 250000 $150,000. Well, I had the 50, right? <laughs> world's worst jeopardy. <laughs> just to find find $200,000, world's worst accountant. <laughs> Sale of the century-ish. <laughs> Sale-ish of the century. Sale-ish of the century. Uh, all right. So... Um, yeah, so that was lightning in a bottle, a bit, that movie. Yeah. You know, and they, I don't know if you want to go back and recapture that. Anchorman, I think, is a bit of an example. I didn't enjoy, did you see Anchorman? Yeah, I like Anchorman too. But I, but I also, those films for me, kind of, especially the sequels, like the first ones, lightning in a bottle, like you say, the sequels for me feel like a fast food version of a really good meal. You know what I mean? Like right. the first time you had a French restaurant and they gave you like an awesome veggie burger with, you know, sweet potato fries and stuff. Then, you know, two weeks later you had a veggie burger from Hungry Jack's. You know what I mean? It's the yeah, same the thing. Yeah, French uh, veggie burger meal that they now do at Hungry Jack's. <laughs> no, 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 but I know what you mean. Because yeah. they it's take, the same meal. They it's take just, something that's popular, yeah. but they give it a, yeah. Well, it's just, it's this, you, you know what you're getting. It's just not as good. So... Like, I enjoy eating junk food from time to time, even though I know, like, a nice meal's better. And it's, it's frozen pizza. Yeah, but you know exactly what it is. Yeah. And I enjoyed all the, all the fact, all the nods to, hey, if you've seen the first Anchorman, you'll like this joke. I mean, it slowed everything down. But to me, I'm like, you know what? I came here to see, 
him dressed like Ron Burgundy, like saying stuff that I can quote to my friends. And I felt like that's what they tried to do. Uh, 22 Jump Street. How'd you feel about it? I, I think I enjoyed it, but I can't remember anything about it. I watched it on the plane, just on the right. way back to Australia. And I've got to say, as a plane movie... Very fucking entertaining. Yeah. I was happy to be back in that world. I loved all the jokes they had about sequels. Yeah, that was and clever. then at the end, like, it's worth seeing, even if you don't want to watch the movie, but you're on a plane or something, fast forward through to the closing credits. I can't remember Because they happens. do all the ve- oh, yeah, sequels. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like 23, 24, yeah, yeah. and they do all school, these, like, yeah. it's, that's a, just a fucking funny five-minute sketch. It's probably on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it is on YouTube. But no, I, I, I liked it. But the, yeah, it's the same thing. I mean, that is... It's a kind of, it's a new kind of comedy, which is not like, it's basically saying, we know you like these people doing these kind of scenes. Here's a loose fucking plot. It's almost like a, it's it, it's almost like an extended version of the first movie, isn't it? It's yeah. like, it's, it's like a director's cut. Yeah. I mean, it may be time on, but because you're, it's more like a TV series. Well, you know what it is to me? It's like, you know, when you'd go see comedy review shows that you really liked, like that would be, you know, they would. Like some comedy review team would do like, oh, we're doing a hospital kind of thing or right. whatever. And it's like, you know, it's not a fucking cop film and then you don't really care if they catch the bad guy or not. But it's about seeing right. the people that are like being funny pretending to be cops or newsreaders or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? That's, whatever they that's are the, this time. That's the joke. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I absolutely agree with that. Okay. Good point. Well made. <laughs> oh, but so pitch perfect. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I, the first I, one's excellent. Yeah, I loved it. I think Rebel Wilson is so fucking funny in that film. But I just think all the characters in that film are just, they nail them. And Anna Kendrick, man, she holds that together. Yeah. She is delightful. And her Twitter feed, man, if people don't follow her on Twitter, you have got to follow her on Twitter. Independently of whether you think she's a good actress or whatever, she is fucking hardcore, pissy funny on Twitter. Like, really brings it. Like, just really good. Like, there's sort of tweets where you just read a Twitter feed and you go, I want to fucking hang, hang out, out with you. you. Yeah, yeah. You know? You know what I thought was, was a weird thing about that film, which kind of, the whole uh, thing about The Breakfast Club, you know, like the, how the guy, it's his favourite film and they watch it and it becomes a big part of the final act. Yeah, spoilers. And I was like, oh my, well, it's been out a long time, mate. No, there's no, a fucking moratorium on spoilers. Also, yeah, I agree. For me, it's about a week. People know that. So... And also, it's Pitch Perfect. It's fine. Oh, you've only seen Pitch Perfect a week ago? No, no, no. I'm saying it's about a week. My oh, general... Right. Oh, like, right. for, for spoilers. <laughs> if it's been out for a week, then... Like, Justin and I talked about Interstellar in quite a lot of depth don't, in the last don't episode. Spoil it. No, but we said... We, we went 45 minutes in and we said, okay, now, if you haven't seen Interstellar and you will be worried about it being spoiled, we're about to talk about it. People can fucking turn it off. You're yeah. an adult. Yeah. Um, but I was surprised in Pitch Perfect that The Breakfast Club, to me, feels like a reference from my generation like you know people our age would talk about that film because it was so formulative it was surprising i thought that teenage characters in that film wouldn't be referencing like she's all that or you know never been kissed or one of the 90s films that would have been out like he's i just thought to me it was either a sign of a person who wrote the film well i think that's age. probably it like i mean that would be my first guess is like it's someone of our generation I and mean, i don't know how many kids and i work with like you know guys who are just out of their teens i don't know how many of them would know the breakfast club here's what i if i could guess i reckon that movie at least that bit of that movie started as an homage to john hughes you mm. think about the timeline of that film I bet it probably got written around the time that he died. Now you reckon? Yeah, because what was that? Four years ago? Five years ago? When John oh, yeah, Hughes died? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, maybe longer. So, but anyway, like about the right. I mean, I'm I, I'm purely speculating, obviously. Yeah. But 
it someone feels like who a loves John Hughes, John Hughes yeah. wants to do a kind of tribute to the John Hughes and actually then goes, well, why don't we do fucking, you know, like, and that is a an musical John Hughes. fucking like musical John Hughes moment. You're right. Like, it's a very John Hughes film. I never thought that before, but that's, yeah, that's exactly the vibe. Because it has that, yeah, you could rewatch it. It's it feels very, t- it, feels, who, it feels very teen authentic. Right. Like the, the language and the attitude feels authentic. Yeah, considering it's, it's about enough. such a fucking stupid thing yeah. that doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. That was a really good film. I mean, I watched it expecting to hate it, but I really, really, really dug it. Yeah. And I thought the girl who plays the uh, the Asian girl, oh, so the, funny. the quiet, whispery yeah. one, is hilarious. So, like, so well acted hilarious. and inspired casting. Like the, just her, some of her weird off-camera sort mm. of stuff that she does. There's this one kid. Oh, this is one of my favorite moments. I'd like to find this kid and just... Should meet. we officially hand our testicles in at the end of this podcast? I, I don't even have mine anymore. <laughs> Sorry, I handed mine in a long time ago. <laughs> the other night, I just fast-forwarded through to the battle scene and to the end scene of Pitch Perfect and watched them alone <laughs> on my bed. So, Crying. Crying. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great advertisement if Anna Kendrick is listening. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a kid who's like just in the troop in the um the what whatever the the guys are uh, the, the belladonnas no no the, the, porn the, star. the Barton Bellas apparently the girls yeah the Barton Bellas are the girls yeah um and they're the fucking they've got a name that's like a pun and it's like uh anyway whatever yeah so um uh so there's this guy when they're dancing around who just does the best fucking I'm into it dance moment and the camera's on him and he's not really in the rest of the film other than in the background but in this one moment he is so exactly what a kid doing that thing would be and I just want to go you know what you only had one fucking moment and you made but it, man. you fucking nailed it my friend <laughs> every time I watch it that one scene gives me as much joy Do you get as any other scene it does he's, <laughs> he, he's my guy he's my Boba Fett oh my god that's what I would say to him if I met him I'd be like you're my Boba Fett that's hilarious yeah <laughs> I'm going to work out what his character's name is. I'm going to look it up. I got into a fight with uh, some people at work the other day over another very popular teen movie. And I'm not sure if we've talked about this before, but it's probably worth exploring probably. because I was fighting for my life and I'm in the right. Here's one of the things we could do, by the way. Let's put a button in that just briefly on financing it. No, no. We're going to write it on the chalkboard. So okay, I don't I'll write it on the chalkboard. Okay. Just write D, D. D, D. Okay. And that will make sense later. Yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> Double D, right, Will? <laughs> Donald Duck. You're going to talk about Donald Duck, yeah. right? Uh, so um, I watched the Libsyn uh, live feed so from the LA Podcast Festival. Yeah. And one of the things that he was saying was that they, Libsyn, could do us an app and people could listen through the app and we could put, do extra shows. Like, you know, so whatever you pay for the app, mm. like, and that's a way to support the show, but in rega- in return you get, like, yeah, maybe we put the live shows on there as oh, for yeah. the people who have the app and we some can put, like, record some special episodes, you know, That's that sort idea. of thing. Um, and also maybe what we do eventually, because now we've got the 200th of Fofops at Nerd Melt on February 9 uh, with Dave, Gareth, Matt, Jen Kirkman and Daniel Sloss. It's so fucking... if, if we're Steve War, then fucking Dean Jones is right. <laughs> Just comes out and tonks fucking a couple of sixes every over. That's the 200th of that. We're about to do the 100th of this. So we've got enough old episodes now. I kind of like the idea of rewarding the people who've been here forever, like what Marin does and stuff. And maybe we get to a point where we go, okay, we'll leave 100 episodes up. 
you know, so people can still, if you want to get into the podcast, but if you want to hear the, say, the first 200, mm. they're all on the app as well. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying we are going to do that, but I think that's one of the things where I kind of go, to me, that's better than advertising because yeah. it rewards everyone who's been there from the start. Like, you've already got the episodes for free, and if you listen to it when it comes out, you'll always get them for free. Yeah. If you wanted to buy the app and get extra stuff, you could, but you yeah. don't have to. You'll still hear the whole show. Yeah. But for the people who've come in later to the party, you know. Pay up, suckers. Hey, pay up. Fucking throw us a couple of shekels. I look, that's completely fair. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I've done that with Mark Marin, like, and I was happy to pay for it. Yeah, I it mean, because if you want to go back and, and get it's it, not like you're charging a fucking shit ton of money. Right, it's no. like a few dollars. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Um, okay, so DD. Oh yeah, so uh, I got into this argument, Daddy Dancing. Oh yeah, okay, <laughs> nice. Uh, set in the sixties, every yeah. song within the film is a sixties song. There is there's some soundtrack music, but that's not contained within the world of the song. The last dance, the pinnacle moment, they dance to time of my life. Right. And that's not a soundtrack. Someone puts a record on and they fucking dance to it. Yes, that's true. It's from the 80s. Yes. They're in the 60s. Yes. It's been 60s songs the whole way. Yes. Then the pinnacle moment, it's a time travel film and they're all dancing. But I well, said, I, we, I said this is. Let's, we've got to firstly start lobbying that Dirty Dancing is in, like in yeah, the, on the list like, of time list. travel films. Yeah, that'll be our quirky one. We're not someone else asked yeah, for yeah. our list. We're like well, we're back number and that's when we get kicked in the balls. Yeah, but so I and when I told that said that at work, people like, oh yeah, it all like dawned on them, but no one. Then said, oh, that makes no sense. Well, everyone's like, oh, yeah, but, you know, it's fine. I'm like, no, not fine. You can't just do that. You can't make... I mean, obviously, they got to, they heard that song recorded. Like, oh, this is, a, this is going to be a huge hit. We have to put this in the film. No, man. Re, rewrite the script so it's all set in the fucking 80s. It right. doesn't make any sense, Will. It upsets me. I can't enjoy the film because that one huge leap in logic that everyone has whitewashed over. Everyone. Is the kind of premise of the film that that's a song from that era that, like, you know, do you mean? Like, as in, like, you know it's not, but it's meant to be. Like, it's a song that's, like, no. a, you know, by a fictitious band that's just for this moment. That has synthesizers. That yeah, that's a good point. The synthesizers are a... It yeah. sounds like an 80s song. There's a saxy, sax solo. It doesn't get any more 80s than a sax solo. There should be a moment, like in Back to the Future, where someone's on the phone yeah, go, to yeah. someone going, hey, Giorgio Moroda, yeah. <laughs> I think I found your new you, sound. You know that new sound you've been looking for? <laughs> uh, yeah, it fucking drives me mental. But I feel like yeah, that's I've been taking point. crazy pills. I've never thought about that before. Exactly, that's... because no one does. But you've yeah. seen Dirty Dancing, right? And you yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. Everyone does. It's like the film is so fucking charming. That you do not notice a complete well, I just didn't, breakdown I didn't of logic. That it was actually the eight, uh, 60s. The, no, I didn't remember that they actually put on a record and that was like, I mean, it makes sense when you say that out loud, but in my head, because there are soundtrack songs that are modern, like you said, that aren't in the And there would have the been movie. records in the 80s. So, like, someone could oh, have put no, on no, a record. No, yours in the 60s, because a lot yeah. of the, you know, why. Baby, baby, right. baby nah, nah, But also yeah. the fact that, you know, they're so worried about her, like. You Abortion. Know, yeah. <laughs> dancing around the subject well it's a pg movie and they say abortion <laughs> you can be, feel fine to say abortion <laughs> i can't believe you got all sheepish the shit we've talked about on this podcast and you're like oh sorry <laughs> ironically i aborted the word abortion <laughs> prematurely 
<laughs> it was first trimester. It was fine. It was fine. It's my body, my choice. Um, uh, someone sent me a link the other day of this cinema in the UK that is uh, did a big outdoor it's doing screening. abortions. <laughs> Look, we understand it's an unpleasant experience. So, would you like to see Transformers Four at the same time? We found out we could get more people through the door if we offered them free popcorn and an up- upsize on their coke. With every abortion. <laughs> Look, you'll be hungry afterwards. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, too far. All right. Um, no, this uh, cinema in London did a big outdoor, I guess, anniversary screening of Back to the Future. Uh-huh. But they turned, they like, it was a massive, like, concert venue, and they turned it into Hill Valley. So they oh, had, nice. like, a clock tower, and they had, uh, a, like, an actor just like Marty McFly. They had people dressed in, like, 50s gear running around, and they uh, reenacted, the, like, DeLorean pulling up outside... But then you would also watch the film and it was like, so, you know, when they used to screen the Blues Brothers or Rocky Horror Picture Show and people come out and dance, right. it's that. I've been to one of those Rocky Horror Picture Show ones. But this is, but on an epic, epic scale, right. like going to, you know, um, uh, Warner Brothers Movie World and they create that whole display just for your screening. Right. I was like, I would go to that. If you they imagine, have this all the time? Yeah. Like, if yeah. you imagine if you could, you could go see that the, in Hollywood. The Dark Knight, where they bring out the fucking tumbler and shit, and then, like, a stuntman cables goes, like, boom, flying across from building to building. They should do it at Universal Studios. You'd pay to see that, right? Man, at Universal Studios, on that tour of the back lot, they take you to where Hill Valley is. Yeah, like, right. you literally see it. Oh, they should do it at, at Hill like, Valley. So you could do it there. Yes. Like, where it was. Maybe they already have. At Universal Studios. They could do with that with all their films. Yes. That'd be amazing. And so you screen the film. Yeah. And then but like in the you environment. Have, it's kind of like watching a DVD with an Easter egg oh, yeah. that pops up that you're like, boop, boop, you know, and you can see how well, it's like 4D really, made. isn't it? It's yeah. like, that's what it is. Like proper 4D. Wow. That'd be awesome. Yeah. All your favorite film. And think about it. You could, how many fucking hit films with iconic like moments and stuff could you recreate on the, like the backstages of these studios? And I reckon people would pay charge like 70 bucks a ticket or something. I mean, Jurassic Park, there's a new Jurassic Park movie coming out. Yeah. Like imagine going seeing Jurassic Park and you do it at a zoo or something, whatever. Yeah. And then you just create the environment. And like, if you were outdoors in a fucking zoo surrounded by real animals and yeah. also the shit they've put in yeah. there, watching a fucking movie. Imagine going to the Deliverance exhibition, you know, and someone gets dragged in the woods and... <laughs> Squirrel like a pig. I wondered. All the children are crying. I wondered how far we were going to go because I knew it would go there. I knew at some stages we'd get terrible. But I wondered how. I wondered how far this could be nice before it broke. That's why we can't have nice things. Yes. Uh, no, that, but I just thought that was the greatest thing, and I also um, it also reinforces my view that we're all stuck in a perpetual adolescence. Right. Like there is this real kind of. I just have noticed it with a lot of my, because, you know, all my friends who are late 30s, early 40s, some have bought into kind of a more like family lifestyle. Right. And then others (laughs) are repeating, seems to be the same age, like just again and again, and not with any judgment, but they've decided I want to stay in this period. I want it to be this kind of lifestyle. And it's just, uh, it's, I... If you go, if you check my bookshelves, it's mostly comic books. Right. I'm almost 40 years old, you know? Justin bought me a comic book yesterday on tour. I think last night, tonight, he was going to see Interstellar for the sixth time. Yeah. We had children. Yeah. Well, I watched Fight Club last night and there's a line in it that I hadn't remembered where they're talking about their dads and, you know, 
abandonment and kind of no male role models is a big theme of that film. Yeah, spoilers. And that <laughs> no, I haven't said anything yet. No, about the theme. The, the, I don't want the actually dead. I don't want the is, theme a, is a ghost, right? <laughs> um, but uh, Edward Norton, the, the, that character has a line where he says, "How can we be adults? We're just thirty-year-old. We're just thirty-year-old kids." And it's right. like that's right. There's been this generation of people who, like our dads, actually had to fucking be men and men. work. We get to know how to do play stuff. video games. Yes, like I mean, people I, have built careers playing video games. I tell jokes to strangers. Yeah, in bars. I pretend to be a school teacher. <laughs> I t- you pretend to be a school teacher. You know what you could be with your intelligence and your compassion? A school teacher. <laughs> you could be making the world a better place by teaching children. You would be a great school teacher, but instead you just pretend to be a school teacher. <laughs> For heaps more money than a school teacher makes. So, uh, I made of uh, chart. Uh, that is, I mean, and that's not disrespectful to you or to no. me, but you literally get paid more yeah. than most school teachers oh. do to pretend to be a school teacher <laughs> in a fictional place with no consequences. I remember seeing a comedian at an open mic night once and he had mostly terrible jokes, but the one that was great was he said, I went to see that movie Deep Blue Sea with Samuel Jackson about the sharks where they're uh, training highly intelligent sharks because they may hold the cure for Alzheimer's. I went home and saw that uh, online that film was made for $150 million. I could think of lots of things to do with $150 million. Like, I don't know, maybe try and find a cure for Alzheimer's. $150 You know what? We were going to make this movie about... Sharks that may have the cure for Alzheimer's. But instead we thought, you know what? Why don't we just cure Alzheimer's? Why don't we cure Alzheimer's? And make a movie about yeah. us curing Alzheimer's. We'll just make a low-budget doggo yeah. and use the rest to cure Alzheimer's. <laughs> well, James Cameron kind of does that. James mean? Cameron, like, tries to invent, you know, brand new things before he makes a movie, at least. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, when it, I'm not a James Cameron. Like, I haven't even seen Avatar. But, sure, but you know, good film. at least he goes out of his way to invent a new technology yeah. and go, look what I've invented. Yeah, yeah, he's, doing, he's contributing. He's like, giving back. You know, well, it was like when the fucking, like, the plane went missing on the bottom of the ocean and, like, the number one expert in the world is James Cameron. Mm-hmm. James Cameron knows more about yeah. that because he's doing all this research. Well, who's that? fucking author after 9-11 that they called in to discuss strategy it's like fucking um, he writes wrote all those military novels he died it's oh uh, Tom Clancy Tom Clancy yeah, yeah. Uh, take us through some uh, some terror scenarios because like, he just knows more about that yeah. shit yeah well, he's give, was he giving back I guess so intel here's what I would say I was watching this thing about bees the other night and I'm in love with bees now after watching this thing because you know that if bees died out the world kind of dies out. Do you, it's pretty you, selfish of bees just dying out on us like that. We well, haven't done anything. They're trying not to. That's <laughs> the best thing about bees. Well, not even the best thing about bees, but no life on earth would exist without bees. If bees dies out, this all goes, right? They are the most important like component in all. We think we're the most important because yeah. we, we can do this and we can walk around and we yeah. can do all this shit. But I've never seen a bee skull of beer, Will. We can die and... Bees will live on and the earth will live on. But if bees die, we all fucking die. So who's the most important cog in all civilization? I would argue it's bees based on that. Here's the second thing I will add to this. Bees also make honey, <laughs> which is delicious. Like, they're even good at their side job. Name one Florida human producers that's delicious. None. <laughs> There's not one. And yet bees make honey on the side. Yeah. That's their foo fighters. They're like fairies. 
They keep us alive and they feed us sweetness. Right. And sting us occasionally. But like that's fucks. like Bill Gates also owning Dunkin' Donuts. Do you know what I mean? Like, you've nailed two things. Yeah. Bees. Yeah. So well done if there's any bees listening. Are they dying? They were, but they're making a bit of a comeback apparently, which is good news. Don't call it a comeback. I've been Bees. here for years. <laughs> High five. That was worth it. And you know what? You knew exactly where I was going, but you were saying, where are you going to insert the B pun? You didn't realize I was going to go on the first word, did you? No, no, no. I got, I was like, yeah. you nailed that. Been here for years. Yeah, I've been here for years. Yeah. I've been here for years. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's probably as good a note yeah, to, yeah, yeah. to finish on. Uh, what can we tell people about? We can tell people to uh, listen to you on your podcast. Yeah. When so when's this going up? Oh, that's weird. We asked the same this, question, just differently. I reckon this will go up tomorrow. Okay, yeah. So it's going to probably be, I'd say, in about two weeks' time. Okay. I'm just waiting on some uh, stuff to get done. But uh, I have I have started recording, so I'm also going to have a few. separate podcast feed or just put on the Tofot podcast <sighs> I think I'll do a separate feed just because it. I think it's like a philosophy thing. It's just, yeah, uh, it's just a bit different. It's, it's just different. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't. I can't uh, look from the two that I've had. I've really liked, yep. but I it's I I can say to Tofop, it's it's different to Tofop. If you're coming expecting to hear, uh, I've been here for years, you may be surprised. It's basically, well, you'll hear. Yeah, just listen. If you don't like it, that's fine. Hey, listen without prejudice. Yeah, Let's take a fucking bit of advice from George Martin. Yeah, we should. And you know, have faith and listen I, without prejudice. Yeah, and, that's right. And give me my freedom. Right, and freedom. Don't careless whisper about. Yeah, because out. I can be your father figure. Right. And I mean, it's this time of the year and last Christmas I gave you my heart. So just know. wake me up before you go, guys. <laughs> um, what do you got to plug? Uh, I, I, well, so uh, Thursday through Sunday uh, this week, I will be uh, at the Comics Lounge in Melbourne. It's only 30 bucks, I think. It's a pretty uh, uh, good value show. Um, uh, Friday and Saturday are getting towards full, but uh, Thursday and uh, Sunday night, there's actually plenty of tickets. Justin Hamilton's doing the show. Limo's doing the show. Chambo's doing one night. Becky Lucas, who's a great young comedian who I really think is fantastic. So it's actually... It'll be a really fun show. I'm going to do bits from uh, Illuminati and some new bits that I have and just kind of fuck around and have some fun. So come down and see those shows. And then uh, December 1, if you're in LA, Dave, Anthony and I will be at the Steve Allen Theatre. Uh, I'll be trying some new material and he'll be uh, trying some new material for his show to come out to Melbourne. The next night I'm at Nerd Melt with uh, Maria Bamford and Jared Carmichael. Then I'm in Philly. Uh, for a week at uh, Helium in Philly and then I am uh, at Comedy Works in Denver for a week after that and then the week after that I'm at the Sydney Comedy Store doing my uh, completely improvised shows. I do six completely improvised shows uh, an hour. We're filming them all as an extra for my DVD special. Completely improvised. Uh, It's called What You Talking About, Will? And uh, there are not many tickets available for that. So if you want to come and see that, go and see that. There that was like seeing someone whip through every state in America. Like, that was amazing. That was incredible. That was like an unbroken run. Not one stumble, what none fought. That was well done. I'm, I'm busy. That's impressive. But you yeah. just reeled it off like a fucking android. Right. I need to know where I am. I need to have my shit in my head. Did that hurt? It looked like it hurt. I had to leave things out because there's some things I can't tell people. So you were editing as you were just spitting. You could be a rapper, dude. You were just spitting then. Just spitting it. (laughs) Just spitting my dates. That's what I do. I I do rap on the side. Yeah. That's my honey. Like a grumpy green grocer, you're just spitting dates. Just spitting. (laughs) All right. I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson.